When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. AM. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, we now know the identity of the six finalists that want to become our 75th Alice in Dairyland. We've got details on that coming your way. If you haven't already visited Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook or MidwestFarmReport.com, I'm Pam Yankee. so glad you're along with us. Yeah, those six are now basically going to begin a 10-week interview process to become the next agriculture ambassador. Stephanie Hoff was there as they made the announcement on Friday. We've got details on your Monday. Weather-wise, boy, I like everything I'm seeing this week as far as temperatures are concerned. Cloudy skies today, but we'll hit 50 degrees tomorrow. Partly cloudy. Cloudy and 53 Wednesday, believe it or not, partly sunny skies and 63 Thursday, 55 Friday. There's another possibility of uh, rain or snow in the forecast. 44 are expected high. We'll find out what Stu Muckrag, meteorologist, has to say about that. He joins us in about 15 minutes. Rural Mutual Insurance recently issued a special dividend to support their auto, home, farm, and business customers to help keep Wisconsin strong. This dividend will pay out over $5 million back to their policyholders. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I am very much looking forward to my destination about a week from today. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We're off on our version of the Hawaii farm tour, all four islands. And I'll tell you what, although the view is always spectacular spectacular in Hawaii, no matter where you are, people sometimes forget there's elements of agriculture there as well. And Bob, you got a chance to beat me to it this time around on a couple new stops on our tour. We really are seeing some new things, Pam, and they are spectacular. You know, there's no dairy on Hawaii anymore. So all the milk is coming from the United States. So it's not uh, all that fresh. But one thing we did see that was very interesting, the Kona salt farm. You know, Hawaii is the most remote remote landmass in the world. So why not use that resource they're surrounded by, that ocean salt water, as an economic benefit And that's what they're doing at the Kona Salt Farm on the Kona coast of the Big Island. And a young lady named Ipo has been at that farm since its beginning, as they now harvest the salt water as an economic product, rather than just a historical or a traditional crop. Here on Kehole Point, um, historically, and in old ancient Hawaiian times, um, we have actually evaporated sea salt and actually harvested along our shorelines. Today, we are combining old practices and new technology and producing our 2,200 feet of deep sea water that we source right off of our coastline. And I think that's important. You said coastline, but you're talking 2,200 feet deep. Yeah. And we always thought, well, maybe you just... Uh, 
the water would evaporate and pick up the salt, but that's not the way it's done. Why 2,200 feet? Well, for us, because there is an eruption by one of our major volcanoes right behind us, when that eruption occurred, it took our shoreline out one mile, and in that process, it took us, took us right out to that ocean shelf. So approximately 300 yards from shoreline, we are now able to tap into that 2,200 feet of deep sea water. And why is that important, being that deep, 2,200 feet? Well, first of all, we are the only ones in the world to produce 100% pure Hawaiian salt and the only ones to produce 2,200 feet of deep sea water. Um, also, 2,200 feet of deep sea water is very mineral rich. Um, for us, we're on this ocean global conveyor belt, and during that process, it passes near Greenland where all that mineral rich ice melts. Um, when that ice melts, because minerals are much denser, it sinks to the bottom along with cold water. It gets onto that conveyor belt. And fortunately for us, now passes near our ocean shelf. So now we're at, able to tap into not only deep sea water, but very mineral rich water. Take us through the process. You get, you get the salt or that water from 2,200 feet deep. You've got pipe all the way down. What's the process of making it to the finished product? Well, for us, because of that pressure from 2,200 feet, there's not a pump that's needed to pump that source up to the surface. It actually pushes itself up naturally. Only when it gets to the surface, there's a pump to send it to each one of our sites. So once I turn on my pipe, it takes about 10, 15 minutes for that water to clear out. But now I'm tapping straight back into that 2,200 feet of deep sea water. We actually then pump that water straight into our evaporation tunnels. And it's a total of 1,000 gallons. And in over a two-month period, that, um, that salt is ready for harvesting. And everything is naturally evaporated. And the harvest is done manually. So we have a manpower. Actually, all salt production here on our salt farm is done by all women. So that process from the time from the ocean to we bottle it um, takes about three and a half to four months. And the minerals in that water from 2,200 feet, everything is natural. You're not adding or anything. No, we're not, not adding any of the minerals. The minerals um, in that deep sea water consist of magnesium, potassium, calcium, and of course sodium. And as uh, the process goes on from the time you get water from 2,200 feet into the, uh, the evaporation tubes, how long does it take? And, and you said it's all natural, so you just watching it? So that evaporation tunnel, so actually we put in 600 gallons of deep sea water, which takes about an hour, 15 minutes to fill up. In about a month, that water will evaporate. We then add in another 400 gallons, another two to four weeks thereafter, depending on weather, it's time for a harvest. And, you know, like I said, we harvest everything manually. At that time, it's ready for the customer? It's actually not ready. There's one more process yet. Um, it, then um, we actually scoop out all that liquid and all that salt. Um, and each one of the tunnels that we do um, produce produces about 300 pounds at the end of that two months and about 7 to 10 gallons of um, some excess mineral-rich magnesium. But once we're done um, scooping out all that salt, all that liquid, we then send it to our gravity drain hoppers where it will sit for one more month, draining that excess liquid. And that liquid that we're draining off is very mineral-rich in magnesium. And because magnesium 
magnesium is bitter, you won't pick up the light traces of that in your water or in your salt, but higher concentration of magnesium will leave your salt bitter. So our practice is to drain all of that liquid off of our salt, therefore it going into those gravity drain hoppers for at least a month to drain off. And this seems like maybe old technology isn't the right word, but uh, water into the tubes naturally yeah. evaporating. Is modern technology changing it at all? Yeah, we're actually taking our old practices and our new technologies. And I say new technologies, but if you were to visit us at the salt farm, we're really, you know, um, grassroots, um, family-oriented. We're not actually high technology. Um, we're just using some um, new te technologies in the sense of it being enclosed in these tubings, whereas in old traditional times, it is um, evaporated on our rocks where we harvest them. So there's the difference in that. And you're using even more technology, putting up well, what we'd call back on the mainland, greenhouses. Yes. What, what's that going to change? Yes, well, it'll change the way that salt, um, well, first of all, to keep our salt very clean because in Hawaii, um, uh, very strict Department of Health guidelines, we have to keep our salts enclosed and as clean as possible. So these hot houses or greenhouse material that we use um, not only keeps the salt very clean, but it speeds up that evaporation process by a week or two because it gets very, very hot in there. So. And I have to ask, going back to the water, 2,200 feet deep when you're bringing that water up, how cold is it and why is 2,200 feet a, a magic number or is it just what you've got here? Well, the resource that the State Department, it is State Department owned and they opened up um, this site and they actually tapped into that 2,200 feet of deep sea water as an ocean thermal energy conversion. So they were taking surface seawater and deep sea water and converting that to energy. So we're able to tap into that 2,200 feet of deep sea water because of that. But deep sea water at that depth runs anywhere from 36 to 50 degrees, more towards the latter as it's reaching the surface. You ever have any problem with that pipe breaking down there? Well, only when they first started, um, based on one of the guys that um, put in the piping um, back in the 70s, they said that halfway down as they were sending that pipe to the water, it broke, so they had to start all over again. But after that, never heard of anything about it. And this, is, this area is developing. It's turning into a research park. And you mentioned one company working with yeah. uh, something yeah. that cattle dairy farmers yeah. might be interested in. Yes, we have a company or research and development project here called Symbrosia. So recently, um, they've been with us actually a year, recently graduated from Yale. And what they were able to do um, in the laboratory was grow this red seaweed. When less than 1% of the seaweed is put into cattle feed, it reduces the methane emissions by 90% and increases the proteins by 40%. So How far are they in the marketing process and development of you all know, that? Um, they're like with any research and development, they're still in the process of of um, producing it commercially so they can get it out um, mm -hmm. to their customers. But right now, they're still in that research and development stage. And the one thing about uh, the Kona Salt Farm, we want to get out to people visiting the Big Island. It is open to the public, and it is a visit worth taking. It really is. So I invite you to come on down to the Kona Salt Farm here at Kehole Point. Um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you. It is a tour you won't forget. It's very interesting. Ipo, thank you. Mahalo. All right, Ipo giving us the tour at the Kona Salt Farm on the west coast of Kona on the big island of Hawaii. I'm Bob Bosol. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I've had the opportunity to be involved in several programs in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, one of which was the Farm Bureau Institute 
It's a great leadership program to help develop leadership skills, whether it's social media skills or the opportunity to speak to legislators and learn different ways and tools you can use to help get your message across. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership development. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Wiseway Flooring's budget-friendly pricing beats the big box store every day. Wiseway stocks flooring by the pallet and the roll to get you better pricing. Our cash and carry discount saves you even more for a beautiful do-it-yourself floor. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our product pricing might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. Picture in your mind the amount you want to earn at your job. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani will help turn that number into your reality. Competitive pay with overtime available and monthly profit sharing means you can earn what you desire. When you work at Cardinal Glass in Mazomani, your career is world class so you can live first class. Cardinal Glass in Mazomani is now hiring production associates and maintenance. 401k, medical, dental, vision, advancement opportunities, and more. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'm almost giddy to get to our weather forecast for this week. I know there were some surprises for some folks. Uh, Northeast Wisconsin picked up more snow over the weekend, but uh, I think by the time we get to tomorrow or definitely Wednesday, it's going to be nothing but uh, a fading memory. Time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Updates. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live this morning. Uh, yeah, I think by the time that we get to Tuesday or Wednesday, not going to be much snow anywhere in the state, is there? No, it's not going to stand a real good chance, although up in the north they are getting a little. I mean, Eau Claire could pick up near an inch today, huh. but, you know, temps up into the 40s, 50s, and by midweek, it's gone. Well, it's moisture, and that's another thing that's on a lot of people's minds. You know, I, I looked how quickly the snow and ice kind of went away over the weekend, and then you look at what's left behind, and honestly, it it didn't necessarily strike me that the soil surface is saturated. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, there are those spots, but but overall, once the snow melts off, it does seem that things are kind of dry. Yeah, we need more moisture. I think we all know that as we head towards spring here, we'd like to see that moisture level a bit higher. Certainly would mean uh, better news once things start growing. There's still time. We can hold out hope. Not that we're going to get a lot today, but I said there is a little snow at Eau Claire, and the radar indicating some snow across northern Wisconsin. They're talking about snow for the most part around Highway 29 and north. North is where it's going to accumulate to an inch or two. Uh, Just south of Highway 29, maybe very light snow, maybe a bit of a rain-snow mix that could try to edge in there. For the most of us, we're going to be talking about a pretty dry day, just with cloudy skies. Temperatures mild, again, a lot like yesterday. 
and that's not too hard to tolerate. And I expect we warm it up as we head toward midweek. There's a warm front just south of Wisconsin this morning, accounting for some of that precipitation. It's going to push off again to our southeast in a way. That's why this isn't a major precipitation event for us by any means. I expect there may be another possibility of some rain as we look on toward, if not even late Wednesday night in western Wisconsin into Thursday or Thursday night, some sprinkly showers, some light rain, some moisture, no doubt that we can put to good use. But the end of the week could be just a little more on the damp side. And even then, when I talk about the, the possibility of rain, you'd expect to see more clouds. But the temperatures ought to hold pretty close to normal, still in the mid-40s, even on toward Friday when a little rain chance may linger. And the weekend, we're back up around 50. And in the 50s with drier weather, sounds very fine indeed. Gets us all with that little spring itch. We want to get out and get things going a little early, no doubt about that. But I think we'll see more and more of that feeling that spring really is edging on in. And I suppose for St. Patrick's Day, not a bad idea to have a little more mild air mass, even if there is a little rain chance around for later in the day on Thursday. So not too bad. A good look at spring coming our way this week. Hopefully we can all put it to good use. I'll have forecast details right after this. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do, and our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. All righty, Stu, let's have some details on uh, what's coming our way. Give us, give us all the glorious news as far as temperatures. Well, let's talk about that snow at Eau Claire. Come on. Our Compure Financial Ag weather update includes clouds and a little snow at Eau Claire today. Could be up to an inch. Temps there holding in the upper 30s, maybe close to 40 in the southern areas of, of the Eau Claire region, northwest Wisconsin. Elsewhere, mostly cloudy and a lot of upper 40s, maybe even a couple of low 50s, I would say, toward Madison or Milwaukee. Southeast winds gradually becoming more west here through the day at about 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy skies overnight, low 30s, freezing or maybe just below. Northeast winds at 5 to 10, becoming partly sunny Tuesday, a little warm-up. Maybe some 40s still in northwest Wisconsin, low 50s elsewhere with the northeast winds at 5. And Wednesday, mostly sunny. I think we all may have a pretty good chance to see temperatures hit the 60 mark and above, Pam, with the south winds, though stronger, breezy on Wednesday, 5 to 15, gusting to 30. Could make it feel a bit chilly, but a chilly 60 sounds a lot better than a chilly 5. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say for sure. I don't even think that we probably should use the phrase chilly if we're getting close to 60. Now, before I get too excited about this, though, can you can you take a look beyond this week? Like, we're not going to turn around and have, remember, boys basketball yet to come. We're not going to get like an ice storm or something next week, you don't say, do you? Well, I, I, not this weekend coming up, no. Okay. Uh, I don't see anybody <laughs> pulling the rug out 
it'll cool somewhat, I think, after about the mid part of next week. We'll okay. probably lose some of this, but yeah. it's going to ride on into the early part of next week. All right. I'm good with that. That's good news on a Monday. We'll take it. Talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Have a good day. All right. See ya. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, uh, busy beaver on a good Monday as far as weather is concerned, anyhow. Uh, really, around the state of Wisconsin so far this morning, we are seeing pretty much everybody that's checking in with at least the low to mid-30s. So uh, take that to heart if you're up and about this morning. Oh, my goodness. We have got details on the six finalists that want to become the 75th Alice in Dairyland. You may know some of them. Uh, if you want to know more about them right now, you can go to MidwestFarmReport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, our own Stephanie Hoff, caught up with each of the candidates on Friday when they were introduced. And she will be sharing those stories with us both here on the radio as well as online. So kind of keep checking back. I'll give you a quick rundown on their biographies coming up and also talking about what we're doing in Wisconsin to pierce consumers in the southeast with our great dairy products lots of stories yet to come this is the midwest farm report with pam Youngke. looking to grow new ideas for your farm then visit the wps farm show for 60 years farmers have been coming to the show for the latest in farm equipment services and technology to boost their business don't miss this year's show filled with ideas to help you grow. Mark your calendar for March 29th through the 31st at the EAA grounds in Oshkosh. For more information and a full list of exhibitors, visit WPSFarmShow.com. This looks like a car. Has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, We'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Some spaces become a catch-all for everything you want to keep in storage. Make use of that wasted space now. What about the basement? Rec rooms and office Extra bedrooms for growing teenagers are all popular uses for an upgraded basement. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. 
Hi, this is Dave Gary with the Princeton Clubs. Since 1987, my team and I have had a couple of goals, make it really simple for everyone to get started with fitness and keep our world-class facilities available at affordable rates. Well, we've done just that. And over 35 years, I've learned one really important thing. It all starts with you. If you'll decide now is the time to get in shape, we'll help you get there. I promise. At the Princeton Clubs, there's no joining fee. We keep our clubs open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and include free childcare. Our world-class facilities offer almost everything possible and are meticulously cleaned and maintained. We provide an amazing environment to help motivate you, and more importantly, it allows you to feel comfortable while you're improving your health. Now, more than ever, taking care of our bodies, both physically and mentally, it's so important. Come see why we've been voted Madison's best and favorite health club year after year, the Princeton Club, for a better tomorrow. To activate a free trial pass, go to PrincetonClub.net. Mad City Moving is looking to hire some strong, capable individuals who can delicately handle the job of moving people's precious items. You can potentially earn up to $30 an hour plus up to $1,000 signing bonus. Temporary and full-time positions are available. Learn more at madcitymoving.com, an equal opportunity employer. You can call that your next career move. Mad City Moving, you haven't seen moves like these before. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. When you saw the news of Aaron Rodgers coming back, what'd you think? Well, you know, you know, you, you know me. I mean, I, I've been firm in my stance. Yeah, I, I think yeah. this team has peaked, and and it was as good as it was going to get in 2020 and 2021. And and you've got a quarterback who's going to be 39 when we hit the playoffs next year. Evo, he'll have a wonderful regular season. I mean, he'll he'll throw 40 touchdowns and six interceptions and probably be in the MVP conversation again, but. But I, I think, you know, it, it's amazing, Evo, how short people's memories are. I mean, six, seven weeks ago, after that loss to the 49ers, all I heard from anybody was, it, it's time to turn the page. It's time to tear off the Band-Aid. Let, let, let's start a new era. And, um, you know, it, it, it seems like people forgot in a hurry, Evo, just how bad this guy was in the playoffs against San Francisco six, seven weeks ago. And really, Evo, how mediocre and lousy he has been in the playoffs since 2010 when they, you know, obviously went and won the Super Bowl. And and, and I won't bore everybody again by going through <laughs> game by game by game. But, Evo, the one constant when you look, you know, at all these losses in, in, in 11 to the Giants and 12 and 13 to the 49ers and 14 to Seattle and in 16 and 19 in NFC title games to Atlanta and San Francisco again, 
Uh, you know, this year against San Francisco, boy, I'm saying San Francisco a lot, aren't I? The yeah, you definitely are. On him back in, a lot in of PTSD for so, me here. The one constant, Evo, is lousy quarterback play. And, I mean, it, it, hey, again, he's unbelievable in in September and October and November against, against the Lions and the Bears and the Vikings and, <laughs> and crappy teams. And, and he will be again, Evo. They'll win that nonsense division. They'll win 11, 12, 13 games again because the division is so bad. But, Evo, we've all seen the movie now time and time and time again. It's not a happy ending. And that's why my belief all along was it was time to turn the page, move on, whether that's Jordan Love or somebody else, find that out in 2022. You're, it, it, the fascinating thing about, you know, when this broke on Tuesday, Evo, is, yeah. you know, Aaron Rodgers was the story for about 60 minutes. And, and then it became Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody in these parts saw what Green Bay could have reaped in return for Aaron Rodgers, which was a boatload of draft picks and some players. You know, for Denver, uh, or in Seattle's case, I mean, it was it was two ones, two twos, a three, and three really good players. Well, two really good players that drew lock. Um, so, you know, Green Bay could have made a deal like that, Evo, found out here in 2022 if Jordan Love could play or not. And if he couldn't, Green Bay could have had all this draft capital heading to 2023, where we believe, at least at this point in time, it's going to be loaded with quarterbacks. And they could have went and looked for the next Joe Burrow or whoever it was and turned the page. And, Evo, that that would have been my plan of attack if I was Brian Gutekunst. Clearly, this management team does not want to be known as the one that started a rebuild or a reload or a retool, whatever, whatever term you want to use there, Evo. Mark Murphy, Evo, who's down to three years in office, you know, he, he, the, the, at 70 years old, the bylaws say you, you can't be the president of the Green Bay Packers anymore. Oh, really? He's, he's, he's 67 right now. Huh. He clearly doesn't want to, you know, try to start over with a Jordan Love or, or start that new chapter. He wants to roll it back, give it one more chance with Aaron Rodgers. Evo, I, I think it's a bad plan of attack, but it's their plan of attack, and yeah. more power to them. I mean, they're, they're the ones sitting in those chairs. They're the ones, you know, who have those amazingly high-paying jobs. But, Evo, my prediction is that, that, it, that it's not going to work out well. And now underground parking coming up, too, for those guys. Now underground parking. Positions of it. power there, Rob. Rob Reiser joining us right now. So, Robbie, uh, let me ask you. Obviously, the news broke. Rogers coming back. He was the source for Pat McAfee. And then all this information started coming out about this $200 million contract for four years, $153 million guaranteed. And everyone started to run with it. And then Rogers took to Twitter and refuted it. What have you heard, if anything, about this contract? And what do you think? it would be evil evil it's going to be in that range Let, let's not kid ourselves so Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's always about the money it's always been about the money um he wants to be the highest paid quarterback you know in the league that that 153 guaranteed would put him past what Patrick Mahomes was when he signed his guaranteed deal uh with Kansas City that average of 50 is going to keep him at the top of the quarterback market now Evo, you know I know Rodgers tweeted out those numbers aren't accurate Maybe when it's all said and done, it's going to be 195, or the average is 47. 
If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'll tell you what, all of us are going to get a chance to work some muscles we may not have been using since last fall. The weather is looking fantastic this week across the state of Wisconsin. How are you, everybody? I'm the fabulous farm babe, Pam Youngke. Fabulous is kind of the way I describe this weather. Nice turnaround from the cold snap we experienced last week. Cloudy skies today and 50 degrees, partly cloudy tomorrow, 53. Amazing to look at partly sunny skies on Wednesday and 63 are expected high. Thursday, clouds and 55. Friday, we get down to 44 degrees with precipitation in the forecast. So today is the 14th day of March. On this day back in 1979, the Milwaukee Bucks set a team scoring record for a regulation game with 158 points. They played against New Orleans. That happened on this day back in 1979. I don't know if it necessarily catch a lot of attention now, given the game that we watch, but the Bucks set a record back then, 1979, with 50, 158 points. On this day in 1979, at least 200 people were killed when a plane crashed into a factory in China. Now, the weird thing about this is some sources said the plane had previously been stolen by a pilot who was not qualified to fly it. Still no resolution on that one, but it happened on this day back in 1979. On this day in 1942, for the first time in history, a dying patient's life was saved by penicillin. It was in Oxford, England, Uh, Two different doctors that prescribed the penicillin are credited with the first documented successful treatment that saved a patient's life. Happy birthday to actor Michael Caine. He is 89 today. And Britney Spears' little sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, celebrating her wedding anniversary. And now you know. If you haven't yet paged over to MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, you may not realize we have got six finalists that have been announced as candidates to become our next Alice in Dairyland. Now, you can see uh, all the details on each of the six as well as their pictures at MidwestFarmReport.com. The six top candidates for the 75th Alice in Dairyland position include Amber Cafferty, Amelia Hayden, Courtney Moser, Taylor Schaefer, Samantha Schusler, and Charity Seebecker. Now, we are going to feature a conversation with each of those finalists coming up in the next couple of weeks to give you a little bit more of an idea about their background, etc. Uh, Amber Cafferty grew up on her family's dairy and poultry farm in western Wisconsin. She graduated from the University of Minnesota Twin Cities and returned to her family's farm before accepting a full position with Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin as a marketing and development coordinator. That's Amber Cafferty. Amelia Hayden is a gal that grew up in Walworth County, very involved in the FFA. She also went to the University of Minnesota Twin Cities, and she most recently intends to become a high school agriculture teacher where she can continue to serve agriculture. That's Amelia Hayden. Courtney Mosier grew up on her family's registered Holstein Dairy Farm, Dream Prairie Holsteins. She's currently serving as the 2021 Vernon County Fairest of the Fairs. She's also been employed as the digital marketing strategist for Valley Fudge and Candy in Coon Valley. 
Taylor Schaefer grew up in Racine County. She's currently a senior at UW-Madison. She's been involved with the marching band, and she's also had some experience with the Something Special from Wisconsin program. She has actually accepted a position with us right here at the Midwest Farm Report if she's not selected as Alice. Taylor Schaefer. Samantha Schusler is a gal that grew up in Anago, Wisconsin, very involved in 4-H and FFA. She graduated from Cal Poly in California and currently is a retail sales representative for the Hershey Company. And our sixth finalist that wants to become our 75th Alice in Dairyland, Charity Seebecker. She is from Boston. She grew up, she grew up in agriculture, graduated from UW-Platteville, and is currently the Wisconsin Holstein Association Director of Sales and Membership and also a news broadcaster at Hometime Life News in Toma. So that gives you just a quick snapshot on the six finalists that want to become our next Alice in Dairyland. You can see their pictures, read more about their biography at MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. And like I said, Stephanie Hoff was there on Friday to visit with each of those finalists, and we will be sharing their story with you over the course of the next few weeks. Back with a quick update on markets next. Hmm. What's on today's to-do list? Feed the heifers, check the fence, fuel up the tractor, and oh yeah, submit my rainfall report. You too can become an official rainfall reporter for the National Weather Service and serve as a citizen scientist. Spending just two minutes a day and submitting your rainfall reports can help make an impact and help improve the accuracy of our weather reports. Just head on over to C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S dot org to learn more. Well, this morning, the Dow Jones Industrial Average currently trading up over 300 points, but a lot of our grain trade is softer. That's got a lot of farmers second-guessing what they want to commit to as far as forward contracts are concerned. And it's not just here. It's across North America. That's according to Mark Burnett, who is a trader with uh, Market Farms out of Winnipeg. He said farmers are also concerned about the weather. Many areas of Canada suffered with drought-like conditions last year, and that's got a lot of farmers more than a little reserved on what they want to commit to as far as production this year. May corn is currently down 8 cents. December new crop down 2.5 at 6.52. May soybeans are up 4, but November new crop beans are down 6, 14.85. May wheat is down 15 cents. July new crop down 13 cents, currently at 10.64 bushel. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped six cents to 201. 40 pound black cheese was down four and a quarter at 219, but double A butter gained a penny and three quarters at 271 a pound. April milk is currently 38 cents higher at 2420 a hundredweight. May milk, that's up 30, currently at 2430 a hundredweight. Coming up next, catching up with our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, your dairy checkoff dollars at work. Stick around on this Monday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You can rely on Blaine's Farm and Fleet for genuine value on quality products like Apache fuel transfer hoses and accessories. They're available in a variety of options and sizes to meet all your needs. Now 15% off. Save $60 on a 100-gallon L-shaped steel liquid transfer tank from Apex. It's made of rugged, reinforced 14-gauge steel construction for long-term durability and has a lockable cap. On sale, $399.99. 
Pick up a Hobart Handler 210 MVP MIG welder. It's versatile and easy to use on auto body projects, household repairs, and even heavier farm projects. Priced at $929.99. And save on a quarter horsepower submersible utility pump from Superior, just $59.99. Plus, check out these great doorbuster deals. Pick up a 5-gallon pail of Mystic JTH Super Heavy Duty Oil, now $59.99 after $20 mail-in rebate. Rewards members get two times the points. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization for over 100 years. Join now at wfbf.com. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time again to catch up with our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Remember, that is our hardworking dairy farm families all across the state. Financial contributions, working for research, education, promotion of Wisconsin's dairy industry and our dairy products. And I'll tell you what. Sometimes you need to leave home to really appreciate what you've got. And that's how I'll introduce our guest today. Michael Lesnecki is a gentleman that represents Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, primarily in the southeast, working with our food partners down there, obviously grocery stores, etc. And also closer to home, he works very closely with Festival Foods to make sure they're getting all the information they need about the outstanding quality of dairy products produced here in the state. Michael, I want to go right to that southeast United States niche that you're responsible for. Tell me what that's like. I, I mentioned at the outset, sometimes you have to leave home to appreciate what you've got. Here in Wisconsin, we take for granted that we're going to be able to find a wide selection of Wisconsin cheese when we go to the grocery store, that people understand the message behind our Wisconsin cheese. What's it like when you walk into a Publix, a Kroger, something like that, a food lion in the Southeast, and try to bring that message? Well, first off, Pam, thank you so much for having me, and I really appreciate the way you teed that up. I mean, you are spot on. This is, you know, I, I lived in Appleton, Wisconsin. When I took this position, I was relocated to the Southeast market, and the big challenge was how do we continue to grow that affinity for Wisconsin cheese in a market outside of the four walls of Wisconsin. And I will tell you that it is, it is very unique because it is a competitive landscape. You look at any, any of the retailers you just mentioned, you walk in, you look at their lineup and the selection that they have. We have a strong presence. I mean, we're in 99% of the retail stores out there, but how do we make our probably Wisconsin cheese stand out and how do we increase the distribution, increase the line items, and a big part of that is honestly building trust, building trust in the farmers, building trust in what we do, and then 
all of the tactics, the retail tactics that we talk so much about, you know, getting these retailers to the state, engulfing them, showing them everything Wisconsin has to offer, providing programs and solutions for them, not just brick and mortar, not just, you know, counter card point of sale, that those types of materials, but creating programs that fit what they're trying to do for their individual customer base. No two retailers operate the same. Yeah, and that and it's a competitive space. I mean, I just stop and think most dairy farmers may say, oh, well, California wants to get in there. It's not about a state brand. You're competing with company brands too, aren't you, Michael? Absolutely. I mean, it's not just, just like you mentioned, it's not just states, it's companies. And I'll tell you, it is a fierce industry because now you have, you're talking salespeople are out there, distributor partners are out there, brokers are out there. And their initiatives, their relationships that they have with these retailers, they can sometimes sway that particular retail to purchase a certain type of cheese, brand of cheese. So we're going up against bigger things than just, hey, it's us against another state. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned about uh, immersing them, so to speak, in uh, Wisconsin's dairy culture. Tell me a little bit about some of the successes that you've witnessed, Michael, and uh, and then we'll circle back to maybe the partner that's closest in Wisconsin being Festival Foods. But tell me about some of the reaction you've got from your partners in the Southeast when they get a chance to truly experience Wisconsin dairy. Well, absolutely. And it comes in so many different ways. I feel like it's built in layers. So first off, I've been with the company three years, so I had to start all over, you know, creating that relationship and and again, making sure that they trusted me. Now we don't sell anything, you know, that's, that's the unique part. So you would think we're the good guys, but when you're talking to the retailers, you have to understand you have a very short amount of time with them. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to create programs that fit their needs. And then ultimately the goal is the best tactic you can have is to get them back to the state of Wisconsin for a tour. And I will tell you, once you get them back, it is unbelievable. You've immersed them. You've taken them away from their desk, so to speak, and their day-to-day grind, because you have to imagine this. Now, most buyers, category managers, or directors of Delhi are not just doing specialty cheese. As much as I would love to only talk about specialty cheese, I come from that. I sat on that side of the desk. And I will tell you that they're busy chasing down trucks. They're busy worrying about Rotis chickens and daily specials and, and other things. So really, you have a, a limited, finite amount of time to, to work with them. So getting them back to the state of Wisconsin and then... Once you have them here and they talk to our passionate cheesemakers and we bring them to these companies or we're driving through the countryside and they can see the farmland and we've got lots of time to, to have dialogue and talk through what it actually takes. And we talk about the terroir and the, the watershed and everything that, it, that creates that quality milk. There is a connection to the farmer that I don't believe that they may have never had. Some of them have never even been on a farm. Mm. And those are really the highlights of getting people there. Now, granted, the last couple of years have been challenging. And we were able to really accommodate from a virtual standpoint. And it filled the bill. It was a, it was a great second. Um, but I can tell you now that things are getting back to normal, it is so refreshing. I, I've got, I believe, seven trips already booked from the Southeast, retailers in the Southeast, Southeast that are coming to the state of Wisconsin this season. 
Excellent. And like you said, that's all about moving the needle, making sure volumes are going up as far as consumption in those regions. Michael Lazanecki is along with us. He is the regional director for the Southeast with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Now, we talked about the Southeast. Michael, I want to pivot to an entity that many of us are familiar with here in Wisconsin, and that's Festival Foods. You've got a pretty cool partnership going with them uh, that kind of highlights the what is it a mealtime mentor? What is that? Well, a mealtime mentor is is a team that they have. It, it's so interesting. Um, I, I did mention I, I believe maybe we talked before is that I used to work for Festival Foods, so I have a very close relationship with them, and it, it is such an, a wonderful organization. They are so involved, whether it's within the communities that they have stores or featuring the local Wisconsin products, but they are just fully immersed in all things Wisconsin. But the Mealtime Mentor Program was really created. It's a group of young, aggressive, registered dietitians that are foodies. They're food fanatics, and they love to create and provide recipe solutions that help busy families find ways to put a healthy meal on the table. And I will tell you that I believe most of their meal solutions are like 20 minutes or less prep time. So perfect if you've got young ones, perfect for the busy working family. And, you know, I'll just highlight that has been one of the many things we've been able to do with Festival Foods is we have such an, an arsenal of amazing recipes that we can provide. So they're featuring them through email distribution, social digital channels. Um, and not only that, but they've done some of their own where they film. You can go to their, their website, festfoods.com, and you can find there's a drop-down tab for the Mealtime Mentors where they've recorded videos and they're doing, you know, wine pairings with different cheese companies. It's amazing. Well, that's just another example of your checkoff dollars at work, folks. Again, like we said, Michael Lazanecki is along with us. He works with the Southeast, but also Festival Foods here in the upper Midwest to carry your dairy message forward. Michael, I've got to ask you, there are established uh, means to bring that message forward, you know, banners, uh, point-of-purchase materials, as you mentioned. And then there is the Proudly Wisconsin Badge. Now, at first blush, some dairy farmers may say, well, that's not a big deal. Is something like a Proudly Wisconsin Badge important to those retailers? Absolutely. I, you know what? What I find is that in today's age, it's all about the indulgence. It's all about the experience. And what is so cool about that Proudly Wisconsin badge is that it represents that first place, that blue ribbon, the fact that Wisconsin wins more awards than any other state or country. And when a retailer can see that, whether it's on a product that's in their specialty cheese case or even better yet on a private label product that they may have, maybe something in what we call behind the glass or the service case, so like your deli slicing cheese, that is a point of differentiation where the retailer is proud to carry that. And that is what is so great is we continue to build that momentum and educate the consumer about what to look for in quality. That truly represents who we are. If you can put what we do in the state of Wisconsin on a badge and put it on a product, that badge means more to the cons- should mean more to the consumer, but certainly means more to the retailer about that they are serving proudly Wisconsin cheese. Interesting. Well, good luck with carrying that message, Michael, whether it's the Southeast or right here in the Midwest. Uh, we appreciate the efforts. Well, thank you for having me. You have a wonderful day. Michael Lasnecki. He is the Southeast Regional Director for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin.
carrying your Wisconsin message, your your ethos, if you will, and that product to markets that uh, are well beyond the influence of Wisconsin dairy until they experience it. We'll look forward to catching up maybe with one of those tours that Michael brings to Wisconsin. Remember, you can find out more about not only our Wisconsin Dairy Farm family,